Are you ready? Ready, ready? Are you ready? Welcome to the Sex Show. Maybe you'd feel better after we have some dirty sex. Starring Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, coming to you live, 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 live from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach, the MIA. Have better sex. Learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G spot. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. Radio. And uh, what's up to the rest of y'all? <laughs> you have officially tuned in to Sex in South Beach. I'm your girl, Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator. That's A-S-E, your ace in the hole. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> so today's show is called Nookie 911, and it's about how to talk to your doctor about sex so that you can use your doctor to have better sex. And you know what? I know nobody's doing this. How do I know? Because I asked everybody last week. I went through South Beach and I was like, when's the last time you talked about sex with your doctor? And I'm not talking about, can you test me for STDs? Am I pregnant? Um, things like that. I'm talking about, doc, I'm just not enjoying sex the way I used to. Can you help me? Or like, hmm, I don't really have any more desire for my husband. Is there anything that you can do about that? And guess what? There are plenty of ways that your doctor can help you enjoy sex more. And your job is to utilize them. Remember, medical technology, medical advances are doing just that, advancing the way that our health care is taken care of. And sex is just a very, very important part of sex. Because even if you're not doing it, you're thinking about it. So even if you're not having sex, that's something to talk to your doctor about. Why aren't you having sex? So today's show is going to be very interesting because we're going to teach you exactly how to use, utilize your doctor so that you can enjoy sex more. After all, they work for you. They work for you to help you have a healthier, happier life. And you know what this is. This is Sex in South Beach where everybody comes to have healthier, happier sex. So we're about to get to it. And our very special guest who's going to be here to explain it and break it down for us today is the Chief of General Medicine at the University of Miami Hospital and my own boss, Dr. Olvin Carrasquillo. So I'm super excited to have him here. Obviously, he's a very relaxed boss because he's, I work for him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and let me tell you something about this man. He loves sex. Maybe a little too much. But I only know that from conversations, people, so don't get, get your minds out of the gutter. You know, I only know it because that's what we talk about at work. Our job is to improve sex and to help people have better overall lifestyles, which includes better sex. And of course, you know the lovely and luscious Holly Pena will be here with some date tips. And I'm going to go over some sex news so you can get a little bit smarter. So let's get this party started, all right? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Sex in South Beach show on Own Your Power, baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, HolisticFortLauderdale.com and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.HolisticFortLauderdale.com. Welcome back to Sex in South Beach with your girl, Dr. Sanjaya. So today's show is called Nookie 911 and we're going to talk about how you can utilize your doctor to have better sex. That's right. I'm not talking about you people who want to have sex with the doctor. A whole different episode, but it's coming up. Today, we're actually going to talk about talking to the doctor you already have and getting him or her to help you have better sex. And to help us get the down and dirty on how a doctor can help you out with this, we have an amazing physician in the house who just happens to be my boss over at the medical school. So please give it up for the awesome Dr. Olvine Carasquillo, the Chief of General Medicine at the University of Miami. Hello, beautiful. How are you? I'm so happy to see you outside of campus. Thank you. Yes, yes. So, I wanted to thank you for all that wine you gave me before the show. Well, that was really you know, well appreciated. All about lubrication here at Sex and South Beach, you know? So. It's, it's working. Uh, he's trying to let all the rest of our colleagues know, she tried to do this to me. So it is a policy, and we've talked about this before at work. So it's a policy. As doctors, you have to, or you're supposed to ask about sex, right? So we have a standard form we have to go through all patients. It's called a social history. So we got to ask about smoking. Then we got to ask about alcohol use. And that's smoking cigarettes, not like crack, right? Uh, well, we're supposed to ask about drug use, too. OK. okay. Uh, but the last part of it is the sexual history. Our medical assistant is supposed to do that, and we're supposed to review it. Almost never do they actually ask a sexual history. And then when it comes to us and the doctors, we somehow conveniently often skip that part of it. Okay, I'm gonna do something to you I never do at work. Don't get too excited. Okay. Relax, because I'm the boss today. I know you're normally Thank the you. boss. So relax. Like sometimes I go to work, he's like, Sanjaya, just calm down. <laughs> we won't tell them what you tell me to do, but you know. Um, just yes. relax because Thank you know, you. you're like brilliant and I never tell him this at work either, but he is brilliant. So I'm trying to dumb him down a little because that's what we're about here at the sex show. Not dumbing it down, but giving you the real deal of what's yeah. going on, right? Okay. So yes. when you ask about sex, so sometimes you ask about sex. Sometimes. sometimes? No, do, do people? It, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we usually, if the patient comes with a complaint and we think it's sexually related, then we'll ask, like, if somebody has a swollen joint right. in a young woman, gonococcal arthritis, of course we have to ask. But if we don't think it's central and they have a lot of other problems, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, sometimes we'll, we have other things to focus more on. Right, right. So what's interesting, I was reading, actually, in the paper, we just published a paper not too long ago about sexual dysfunction among diabetics. Yes. And we found That's that good. female diabetics, actually, they have really low sexual desire mm -hmm. and also not so good lubrication. And mm -hmm. the men, though, they had, they had some problems getting it up. And um, I know from the studies, the studies say that 12% of men find out they're diabetic 
because they can't get it up and they go to the doctors for erectile <laughs> dysfunction. And you were telling me earlier, you think it's actually higher than 12%. Yeah. I mean, in general, that's the most common complaint about men related to sexual issues is 12%. And for women, it's lack of libido. And so I think it's probably higher than that number. Wow. Personally. And so this is diabetic women, it's lack of libido or all women? Um, when women want to talk about sex, that's usually what they want to talk about, lack of libido. Yeah, and I find that, I know in my practice as well, it's like the mm -hmm. biggest complaint for women over 30 is like mm -hmm. low sexual desire. Mm -hmm. And is that just, you think it's because men just aren't turning us on? So I mean, I like, mean a lot of women think that they want some diagnosis. Oh, it's right. a hormone issue, your thyroid's not acting up, and then here's a pill to cure it. The problems for us doctors for a lot of this, this is not stuff that a pill can cure. So we feel a lot less comfortable because it's not what we're trained to address and treat. Right, you can't call her husband and say like, plan a date, yeah, like she needs some attention. Take her out, right. you know, yeah. Take cool. her out, give her some positive Get a babysitter, as Get we just a, heard. Right, exactly. Um, so, um, there's also more than 90% of patients with heart disease have sex problems, but like less than 15% actually talk about it with their doctor. And that's because when they come in, they're talking about their yeah. heart. So we get, you know, we get all these tips, how to talk to your patients about it, how to take a sexual right. history, how to use an icebreaker, then how, you know, like you start, where do you work? Who do you live with? Are you married? You know, are you having sex? And you know, you're supposed to go through these things. The problem is that those things are uncomfortable for us doctors to talk about. Right. So sometimes we prioritize other things that we feel more comfortable talking about, like, are you having chest pain? You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and this actually makes it, so no, how often does someone come in and they're just like, I'm not having orgasms, help me. Yeah. And that's the thing, you really have to ask and look for it, because many, many people feel uncomfortable having this discussion with their doctors. And we as doctors feel uncomfortable having the discussion with the patient. So the chance it comes up, even though it's on both their minds, it's not common. But Okay, so no one ever comes in and says, I'm not having an orgasm. Can you Usually give me one? Not. It's yeah. not like the old days, like where doctors, you know, hysterical women, doctors gave them orgasms. So you don't do that? That doesn't happen in your practice? Uh, we, we could talk about that okay. offline. Okay. That'd be interesting. <laughs> but no, it's not, uh, it's not what we do anymore. Because I know when I was pregnant, Every doctor I went to, every was like, can you open an office in my office? Because so many people have these sex mm -hmm. problems. And they talk about them, but again, doctors really don't, they're like, well, what do I do about them? And their problems were like, um, does he have to put it all the way in? <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, I, and you know, just random sort of. Yeah, they don't, they don't teach you any of that in med school, so we're good. If a guy comes in with erectile dysfunction, we know to order blood glucose to see the diabetes. Again, we talked about the example of women. There's a couple of tests that we do for certain lack of mm -hmm. libido. But most commonly, we know that they're not due to an active medical problem that we could treat. A lot of times, they're due to psychological behavioral issues, and we're just not good at that stuff. Right, but there are things, like if someone does have a condition and they did talk to you about their sexual functioning or lack thereof, then you'd be able to find out maybe there is an underlying health issue. I think it's critical, because sometimes it is an underlying health issue. Usually it's not, but those are things that are easily treatable. You know, if it's diabetes, we can control the blood sugar, assuming they take their medicines. If it's thyroid, we can replace those hormones. Right, right, so it is important for people to bring up. Yeah. 
and so we encourage it. It's just hard to talk about those issues. And so how would someone, how should someone bring that up to you? So if I want to come in and I want to talk about my sex life with you and I want to get your attention, I want to say, mm -hmm. I want help. I want mm -hmm. a test or I want a drug. What's the way that's going to make a doctor pay attention and also like minimize the embarrassment? Mm -hmm. So it's funny. So we as doctors, we get trained how to get that from patients. Right. So we talk to them things like, you know, where do you work? What, where do you live? Are you married? Are you in a happy marriage? How often do you have sex? And that's how we get into it. For patients, what I would say, put it on your agenda. Don't bring in 20 problems and make that, even though it's your number one problem, make it number 20. Make that your number one problem when you want to talk to the doctor. Okay, that's it. So if you have a sex issue, you really should make that your number one priority. Don't say, mm -hmm. like, what do they call it? The doorknob effect. Like, you've already talked about yeah. your heart disease. So I'm just going to repeat this. Hold on. One, two, three, four. So when you have a sex problem and you want medical intervention, mm -hmm. you really need to make it the top thing you talk about. Don't go and talk about your shaky leg or you're feeling anxious or anything. Like, say, look, I really wanna improve my sex life. I think there might be something going on and I have these other symptoms. So we have, when we doctors, we teach our students, focus on two things that you as a doctor think are important, usually things like high blood pressure, or their ulcers, and focus on one thing the patient thinks is important. If the patient gives me five things that are important, I'm gonna pick the one that's easiest to talk about. So right. if you really wanna talk about sex, make that the most important thing you wanna talk about. Right, and so women, a lot of times you come to me to talk about your low sexual desire, and it is something that can be treated. In fact, we're in the process of trying to start the Institute of Human Sexuality, and the first thing that I want patients to do before they come see me is get a physical exam to determine mm -hmm. if there's something physical going on that can be treated, and then you can come see me as long as we can rule out those physical mm -hmm. issues. Okay, so let's talk about the times when people don't come to the doctor, but they really should. Like someone has some risky sex, mm -hmm. but they don't come, and they really should. So one secret I like to try to tell people, and I always say, I'll never contract HIV because if I ever had risky sex, I would just call my doctor friends and say, hurry up and give me the medications and get them in me as soon as possible. And I know if you get those HIV meds in you as quickly as possible, that I'm not gonna convert. I'm not going to develop HIV. Is that, I mean, yeah, in a lot so of- Yeah, so we have that all. It's called post-exposure prophylaxis. Actually, we do call. Usually on the weekends or at night, when you get That's that call at one in the morning, and you know. so it happens often, sometimes a call, look, this is what happened. Could you please call the 24-hour CVS? And we will, and we'll call it in. So it's critically important. If it happens, again, prevention. We right. don't want that to happen. We want everyone to protect themselves. But if it happens, there are medicines you can use after the risky exposure, and they're critically important to prevent it. So, okay, you know, we're all about education here in Sex and South Beach, helping people <laughs> live healthy. Now, okay, smell. This is an issue that actually comes up. I get a lot of calls from guys, and they're like, well, and I like this girl, but she just doesn't smell right. And what does that mean? And I'm like, well, for, it's two things. It's infection or hygiene. I mean, you know, that's what I always, and then I have the rule, you know, if it is not good enough for you to lick, it should not be good enough for your, mm. yeah, okay. so, 
I mean, is that a good safety rule? Yeah, I mean, and uh, the real thing is that sometimes there could be real infections, and a lot of women, you know, they think they smell, so they use douching, and that actually makes it worse. Uh. So, I mean, it's important. I mean, there's a, you know, Candida is one, but then there's also Gardenella, the mm -hmm. one that smells like fish, extremely common. Most women don't know, so it's important. If you have these, you need to be examined, and if there's a discharge, we can treat it and make it go away. Right. So certainly... If that's a problem, go to your doctor. He needs to examine you, and we can treat it. And for guys, don't have sex with a woman whose smell is not attractive to you. I mean, I'm going to... Okay, he won't say that. Yeah. So I am, okay? Remember that rule. If it's not good enough for you to lick. Mm. Okay. Um, okay, what about patients who do not have sex at all? I mean, would you consider that, like, a health issue? They're an adult... They're living their life, and they're like, no, I do not have any sex. I mean, we consider it part of the overall, so if patients discuss this, if the patient's happy and he thinks that's what they want to do and they think it's fine, most patients are not happy not having sex, and they'll tell you about it, and they want help. Um, I think it's important to bring it up. I think it's important to discuss it. If it's a medical issue, we can treat it. Oftentimes, it's a behavioral, psychological issue, then we'll send them to you because you can talk to them about this kind of stuff. I mean, uh, so it depends uh, how the patient is and whether they think it's a problem in their life or not. Okay, so you told us how to bring up your sex issues with the doctor. Yes. So I know you've been telling me some stories recently about um, some of your patients who didn't necessarily. So what are some ways to not bring it up? Can you tell us about this patient who you had last week? Um, what did he do? He gave you some uh, physical. So he wants um, to he know. Was like, yeah. He wants to know. He's sort of like. Doctor, I need to know what's your risk of getting uh, HIV if I have oral sex. And I was like, you know, you want to know, they're engaging in high-risk sexual behavior. So the natural question is, why do you want to know? And a high-risk sexual mm. behavior is like sex without a condom. Correct. Or especially homosexual sex mm. without a condom among men. Right? So usually they'll feel guilty, and so you want to counsel about that. And then his response was, I, I want to know if I can still go, <laughs> and I was a medical student, and he just turned beefy red and didn't know what to do. And this is in the middle of an hour. I, it's a good question. I'm glad he brought it up. And then we had a five-minute talk about safe sex and the risk of transmission if you have an ulcer, if you have gingivitis. So it was really important. But gingivitis. sometimes, well, you know, you're bleeding, and so that's right. a portal, and you could actually get ah. it. So people don't think about that kind of things. Um, sometimes they don't know they have cold sores that could also transmit. Right. And so we told them, look, it's important to use. If you don't know this guy, if you don't know their status, it's important that you use condoms. So it was good, but sometimes right. a little bit too graphic for us. Exactly. And it can be a little distracting from your way that you're giving. Because I know I've done studies and women know they're going to do a certain test with a doctor. And they're like, oh, I'm going to wear the sexy lingerie. And that's going to get, and I'm like, no, he's not going to go for you in the middle of this test. So you um, have, yeah, I mean, um, so you have the opposite. So does Some the sexy women that know they help? need <laughs> No. <laughs> so we've had women who are overdressed for doctor visits, so they know they're going to be examined, and they come in with a short dress, and I'm like, no, you know, like whatever. <laughs> or they have too much stuff that has to be taken off. But in general, if you know you're going to be examined, you don't have a sexual history, bring comfortable clothes that's easy to be removed. But don't come in with your G-string or, you know, certain bras that we've seen that are like, oh, my God, you know. Like, <laughs> and there are other things. I mean, there's people who do have erectile dysfunction. I imagine that's one of the most common complaints, right? Men, erectile absolutely. dysfunction for men. 
So now there was a case. Now, not all men who go to see you, sometimes a man comes in with their wife. And the wife is like, he has erectile dysfunction. He has erectile dysfunction, and you got to help him. And then you see him alone. And what kind of questions do you ask him? So for the men, it's really hard because some men come, yes, I have erectile dysfunction. Sometimes they won't say it in front of their wives after their wife leaves. And then you're like, well, is it only with your wife? They'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, usually when I'm with my girlfriend or when I'll go <laughs> with hookers and I have no problem, it's only with my wife. Okay. And then you're like, well, uh, th that's a different issue. That's not a Viagra right. issue. Right. And then there are alternatives. Now, who, who there are pe Viagra and Cialis, most people can take those types of drugs, right? Yeah. I mean, if you are on certain medications, mm -hmm. uh, like something called nitrates, mm -hmm. if you have certain heart disease, you may not be able to take them. But in general, they're relatively safe for most people. Right. Uh, the bigger risk is somebody who's never had sex and suddenly they go out and suddenly their heart rate goes up to 170. So it's more risk of a heart attack happening or something like that that we worry about. But in general, they're relatively safe. Okay. And for those who are, I've often talked about erection injections in my book, Sex and South Beach. I talk about, mm -hmm. well, if you can't take those drugs, you might be able to get a prescription for little home-based erection injection. Mm -hmm. And it's a pre-made little kit. It comes, you know, the syringes mm -hmm. are all made up and right before you have sex, you stick yourself and then you're able, so there's a lot of ways. Yeah, the pre-Viagra, that's what we used to use in the pre-Viagra era. That was, a lot that of men it. used to do that, yeah. That was it. And then there's the balloon, you know, a lot of times if men want longer term and they'll yes. we'll refer them to urologists. So there's lots of options, not just pills. Right. And now there's actually, we're going to talk a little bit about this in the sex news coming up. There's actually, they're now finally discovering, or not discovering, they're releasing drugs to help women. Which is really important because in our paper that we published on yeah. sexual functioning, we talked about this, that there's all of these medical interventions available for men who aren't mm -hmm. able to perform, but very few for women. And so it seems like finally things are starting I'll to catch up. I'll be very interested in looking at those studies because um, for 30 years, <laughs> it's been the golden, you know, the, the thing that everyone's been looking for. So if there's some studies showing we've had a lot of failures in that area. A lot of drugs that we thought were promising didn't pan out. Right. So that would be really welcome if there was a real drug that helped. Right, right, like a female version of Viagra. But I mean, yeah, people get confused. So Viagra doesn't increase arousal. Viagra that's helps maintain the erection, which is what most when most men want. And that's really what we talked about in our paper that women don't have the desire. They're not aroused. Yeah. And you know what, guys? I think a lot of this could be fixed if you uh, planned a date. Seriously, you know what gets aroused? What makes a woman aroused? When you take time out of your schedule and you actually think about her ahead of time and you plan a date where she doesn't have to get the babysitter, she doesn't have to think about where we're going to go, she doesn't have to make the reservation, you have everything under control, she has a nice glass of wine, and um, she's much more likely to become lubricated. That's my advice for you. And this is you. the important thing, because we is the doctor going to tell you this? That's why it's important, you know, once we run medical causes, to go to a specialist and talk about these issues because we're not going to talk about take your wine out to dinner, take your, your wife, wife out to dinner, <laughs> buy her a nice bottle of wine. That, that, that's not what we're about. Right, right. <laughs> and that's what we're about, though, here on Sex and South Beach. So remember, 
This is how you go to the doctor. Use your doctor. They actually work for you, and they do really want you to have a healthy, happy life, which involves sex. And be considerate. They're humans too, okay? Don't <laughs> embarrass them. There's no need to do the, oh. And remember, they can actually prescribe something for you or they can refer to a specialist. And that's really important in this day and age when the insurance companies aren't allowing people to get help until they see their primary care physician again. So, oh my God, thanks, Dr. C. Look at, I'm Thank like the you. luckiest girl in the world. This is my boss mm -hmm. and he's awesome. And we talk about sex all the time um, at work. Only yeah. about work. All right. We'll be right back after this break for the lovely Holly Peño, who's going to give us some dating tips. And um, we're going to have some sex news. I'm going to tell you about those drugs out there to help females with their sexual desire and to have better sex. And uh, that's all I got to say. Stay tuned to the Sex and South Beach show. I know you're power, baby. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. 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 Welcome back to Sex and South Beach with your girl, Dr. Sanjaya, and we have the illustrious, the amazing, the best physician in Miami, Dr. Olveen Karaskio. It is Nookie 911, and he's helping us with our Nookie emergencies. <laughs> but you know what time it is. It is time for your date segment with the lovely, with the luscious, with the Sex and South Beach's very own, beautiful Miss Holly Peño. Give it up. Woo! Oh, and I look, she's wearing the second Hello, South Beach colors. Hello. I've never been so close to somebody so important before. Oh. It's nice to meet Get you. Get closer. Get closer. Oh. What about <laughs> me? Um. Well, if I could sit in your lap, you know I would. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love affair we're having it's here. Okay. Great Just love affair. I feel left out, but that's oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> you could live vicariously through us. <laughs> darling. So, darling, so you yeah. have always some hot information for us this week. So, wh what are you bringing to the table today? Well, actually, um, I called this one from your book, Sex Ooh. in South Beach. Ah. That's right. It's a good book, right? It's a great book. Ah. It's a great book. And um, if I can remind you, I was honored to be able to perform at your book launch. Party. Yes. So, um, yes. It, it's, it's we actually, actually, I we have a video yes. of uh, Dr. Carasquillo while you're performing. The videos of you performing, he's watching you like. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah, actually. Uh, so this I is like a little reason. bit of marital trouble going <laughs> home that day. But, uh, See, I'm normally great for marital trouble. Because, you know, I, I, I love the ladies, too. She yeah. thought I was watching you a little bit too carefully. Oh, no. I wish I had known that. I would have given her some special attention. Oh. Yes. So, so next okay. time. Yes. Next time. Next time. Yes. Next time. Is she cute? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's hot. Okay, so okay. Sex in South yeah. Beach, uh, Dr. Sanjaya's book. Um, it, this particular one caught my eye, especially in light of today's uh, subject, in how to talk to your potential partner um, uh, about really about their like sex risks. Exactly. Yes, and and, uh, and what to ask um, mm -hmm. in, in a way that maybe you can get some conversation started. So it's like the who, why, when, where, what, 
right? Exactly, so, like so your investigator. You, well, and actually, sure. at the book launch party, you did do your little investigator set. I did my detective set. And this is like being a, it's like being a health detective for a potential sex partner. Sure, a sex detective, <laughs> sure. And I, this is, I'm so glad mm -hmm. you brought this up, Holly. This is really gonna help people have hotter sex, better dates that connect. Better dates that's actually gonna lead to hotter sex. Because right. and yeah. this particular formula, I thought you know it'd be easy to remember what to ask. So it's like the, the what, the why, the where, the when, the who. You know exactly. Like, like who's your doctor, and uh, right. when did you go last, and what did you go for, and what did they say? Right. And then you know, like a bonus mm -hmm. question: How do you feel like your health is now? I mean. Nobody wants to date a heart attack victim, now, do they? And right, okay. you know, yeah. <laughs> you also don't want someone like who's your doctor? They like I don't know, and you're like, well, when's the last time you went? You're like, um, never, I can't even remember. No, no, here or, you go, I understand that, and you're right, you're very right, mm -hmm. but you know, a lot of people are afraid of doctors these days. I mean, they don't have friends like you, and, and get to meet people like mm -hmm. you that are that are open and, and not judgmental, and you know, because there's a lot of stigma with doctors these days. I mean, you know, people are afraid um, of doctors being in the pharma, pharma, Pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical. Right, in the pockets of the pharmaceutical right, exactly, companies. Exactly, exactly. Right. And so, I mean, and going to the doctor is intimidating. Right. You know, even if it's just for like a, a normal checkup, you are just absolutely afraid that, you know, it's going to be cancer. And one thing, that's <laughs> one thing. <laughs> or AIDS. You still need to. <laughs> but well, in those situations, right, yeah, in those situations, important. first, one, I do think you should ask those questions because if someone just hasn't gone to the doctors, doesn't know, or if they said, oh, yeah, I went last week. They're like, I went to Dr. Kiraskio. Why'd you go? Because I had a rash on my genitals. And what did he say? <laughs> he said, well, you were having Put a herpes outbreak and stop or touching syphilis <laughs> or something like that. And you're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to date after those medications <laughs> clear things up. I mean, but also when people are intimidated from going to the doctors, one place that I always recommend for both men and women, and it's very rarely utilized by men, is Planned Parenthood because they have heard everything and they actually give physicals often on a sliding fee scale. So if you have no money, you pay no money. And they also treat men, which a lot of people don't know about. And There's another really great um, uh, clinic in South Beach that a friend of mine turned me on to when I was mm -hmm. having a little you know, female problems because you know, I pee a lot. So um, <laughs> I, I needed to go to the doctor and it was on Alton Road. Uh, really close to fifth and I'm telling right. you that the facility was clean the doctors were amazing the nurses were all on point I mean this place was packed and I spent a little extra time there but it was totally yeah. worth it my doctor was amazing I now have a regular doctor that I can go and see and um, I, I wish I could remember the name of it just now but I, I feel like people in South Beach maybe need a little bit more awareness of where to go well Alton and fifth yeah. you gave an address mm -hmm. and well, that's right off the highway it's on Alton right and it's just uh, north of of that intersection where Alton, mm -hmm. like, where that, you know, if you're getting off of, um, if you get off the highway, you end up right on Alton and Fifth. So you're right. saying you should take, take Alton, Alton, like, yeah, go towards, Alton. Yes. It, it can't be, it can't be further than Eighth. Right. It right. can't be further. So and, and again, they and work with people who make a little less income than others, or if you're uninsured. And it's but the just important really thing is to make sure you get checked. I mean, there's, you know, women have to be checked regularly for chlamydia. Everybody has to be checked for HIV regularly. We actually have lots of time. Men come in, young, healthy man. You're not exactly sure why they're here for a physical. 
when you ask him about the HIV test, he goes, actually, my new girlfriend wants me to have. And they'll want copies of that result to show to their new sure, girlfriend. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, those are critically important things. Um, right. And we're used to those kind of visits. And also, this is the whole thing. Most doctors really just want to help. Right. And so every now and again, people have a bad day. So if you had a bad experience with a doctor before, Try again. Yeah, try again. That's sure. the answer. Is just I was not, definitely not afraid to go to a doctor. I really was mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and I had, I, in my opinion, I had really good reason to be absolutely afraid of doctors. Mm -hmm. um, but this this guy was amazing. Absolutely, right. just a sweetheart and thorough. And, and well, well, we tell people when they don't know how to. Pay, I said, go on personal recommendations. Ask two people. You know, right. who do you know? And that's, I mean, that's the best way. Word of mouth is the best way. A lot of this stuff online just really doesn't work. Who do you know that has these similar values, preferences? Who do you see as your doctor? And that's the best way. So if somebody says that, I would well, yeah, go to and, that and doctor. And that's exactly you know? how I find my doctor. So that sound, in my opinion, sound advice. Yeah. And this is really good, what you just said, looking at things online. I remember actually when I was in college, about to go to graduate school, and I broke out in a rash. I just, mm -hmm. I was exercising a lot, and I broke out in a rash right around my vaginal hairline and it was just like this crazy rash and the more I ran the worse it got so I looked it all up online and you know I'm not scared the crap out of you didn't oh my god I'm not as young as I look right so I'm like oh no so I call like the HIV hotline and they're like well those are normal symptoms but you know there's always that zebra without stripes that didn't make me feel good <laughs> that's anyway long story yeah, short I end up going to the doctors and I have folliculitis, which was infection of a hair follicle because I was shaving down there. And uh, they said I needed a better razor that had like double or triple, and I needed yeah. to use like shaving gel. Well, I remember the name of that gel. clinic, and they would totally help you. The Miami Beach Health Center. There you go. So they would oh, totally yeah, help you. Know. That's a great health center. With, with, they yeah, would have totally helped you with good. that. Yes, right. Very and good. so <laughs> the point is, it was like, oh. I have a rash from shaving. Like it was such oh, a relief, no. right? Yeah. And everybody what kind was of you so nice. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're going off to college, you know, I'm, I just finished college. I'm off going to graduate school. I'll oh, get a new razor next week. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, I probably got the cheap one, not the double edge or the triple edge yeah, one. I gotta go for now. And also, one thing I learned from that is the doctor said make sure you soak in warm water. Soak the hair long enough because it softens mm. it up and makes it easier mm. to shave. And then shave in the same direction that the hair grows in. So I learned a lot. And since then, I've not had any mm. issues. And you know, and Dr. Sanjaya, yeah. I always learn so much being on your show. See? I really do. <laughs> I love being around The other good thing is, I mean, a doctor, when you come for these things, when it's a young person, they never want to see their doctor. So they come in for something that we take advantage, all the other preventive medicines, mm -hmm. all the other stuff, you know, if you haven't had a tetanus shot in 10 years, we bring that up there to date. Go. Haven't had a pap smear, we'll bring that up to date. So it's really important when it's something like that that you see somebody. And that's absolutely true. I mean, HPV, we actually do a lot of work at the university on HPV, and just about everybody has been exposed to H HPV who's had sex. Normally, your body will cure itself, but your doctor should monitor those cellular changes down there because it could also lead to cervical cancer. Cervical cancer, 100% curable and treatable, but untreated, it can also kill you. And so these are the things that doctors can do even, you know, and obviously if you think you have HPV or you have, you know, something's going on down there or you're having some sort of pain or something, 
and you're not going to the doctors, the point is you're not going to be enjoying sex. And this is the Sex and South Beach show. We're all about how you can enjoy sex. This is where everybody comes and this to is have why a healthier, we happier Dr. sex. CJ. Right? You want yeah. to have better sex. Sorry. Okay, let's get into the sex news. Because I know Dr. Carrasquillo, I've been telling him about this medication at work. And he's like, okay, like he just said earlier, I want to see the studies. So there is a new medication just for yes. female sexual issues. And it's called Osfina. And it's particularly for women who are going Never heard of it. through no. menopause. So what's a big thing that women go through when they're going through menopause? Yeah, tell me, because I'm getting ready. They go through a lot, but right. go ahead. <laughs> Vaginal dryness, and so they're not as lubricated. Plus, remember, they are not; ha they don't have any more estrogen. You lose a lot of estrogen when you're going through menopause. So not only does it change your skin, but it also your changes your hormonal balance. Your desire could be a little off. So for years, they've been prescribing estrogen. And that works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work. But now this Osfina combined with estrogen has actually, it relieves women from pain during intercourse. So no one's gonna have sex if they're in pain. Right. Or they're certainly not gonna have a lot of it, right? <laughs> right. I mean, we're not, yeah. Depending on the guy, but yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depending on the guy, you know, she's not gonna enjoy it. Let's just say that. She's not gonna enjoy it if she's It'll be in a pain. duty to be fulfilled. <laughs> yes, not like the spanking type of pain, but like, ouch, that well, hurts. After 40, you're kind of done with duties, right? Right, okay, yeah. I you're mean, done with like, like I like did my duty. With, right, exactly. I did like it. After I did 40, it. it's on your terms. Right? For women, so, anyway. Right, and so Osfina has been shown to relieve a lot of pain that women experience when they're going through menopause. It also helps with the lubrication issue. And let me tell you, you look at their website and all you see is these happy women, like finally <laughs> I can enjoy sex again. Aww. Now I know that's marketing, but you also talk to these people who are representing the company, and this is a company out of Japan. So you know what? I really didn't know that the Japanese were all down for women like that. I'm I, really happy. I I'm wish like, I could say that I didn't, but I, they, Japanese are some horny mofos. Yeah, right? I was going to say, you need to get out more. <laughs> right? Or do some more Japanese. Maybe it's because I'm obsessed with geisha, so I've had I, a chance to read a little bit more about Japanese culture. Right. They some horny. They, I heard you, I had that you heard. Can, I had heard <laughs> that you can um, buy used panties from a vending machine. In, oh, in wow. Japan, yeah, they, and I've been to Japan. This and might be a stereotype. I, you know, <laughs> that is surprising because I did not, I so didn't get any used panties machines? when I was in Japan. You didn't? No, well, I did not buy any used panties when I was in well, Japan. I, I, unless it's your, I mean, um. why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Look, I'm married to an right. Asian, so I have to abstain from this discussion. Right, right. Okay, 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 okay. Let's answer some audience questions. Let's do this. Okay, Let's do it. okay, Let's okay. Do it. So my husband's semen does not taste good anymore. It used to taste okay, but the taste has gotten progressively worse as he's gotten older. And one of his favorite things for me to do is to drink his semen when I'm performing oral sex. I'm not laughing at the question, I'm laughing at Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Does he need to go to the doctor? So, okay, first thing first, first, that's the first thing. Has his diet changed? Because so gross. dietary intake, your nutritional intake can really impact the taste of your sexual fluids. How's that? 
So you really want to make sure before you have sex, you want to gussy them up with some water. So that's some a, so pineapple that's not urban juice. legend. Like that's real true stuff right there. Absolutely. They can drink pineapple juice or eat fruit, and that'll help sweeten. Absolutely, the it nastiness. helps sweeten the juices. And you know where I really learned this? This is before I learned this from the books. I interviewed some porn stars, and they were telling me actually before they go on a shoot, the night before, they just are all like all about the fruit, all about the juices and this the This is fruit. men or women? Yes, or both? for, for men. Okay. This is ma males who I couldn't actually find any women who wanted to, but we're working on that. But, you okay. know, for now, I've I'm sure only they're out there. Yes, who want to be interviewed and talk about it. Oh, you know, it, well. you know the men were more like, yeah, I'm a porn star. Let's talk about it. Were Let they? me tell you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, then you do. And you but, know another thing, this is a little off topic, but you know another thing with porn? They normally don't get turned on by the person who's in the movie with them. There's fluffers all over the set. So these fluffers I've on the set are like hot people who get them all excited, and then they go shoot, and then they have to go and be with this person who doesn't turn them on. And so one thing I often tell people, porn is fantasy. It's a movie. Those are actors and actresses getting paid. Not every woman, most women, you know, they don't just undress and be like, oh, I'm so excited just undressing for you. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Most women just don't get turned on just because a man is naked. And that's very different. I'm curious about those fluffers. Do they, do they get paid or is it like in, do they get paid in like perks? I mean, um, well, I mean, I guess I'm sure there's some volunteers, but <laughs> I would imagine, I mean, you know, I don't, I didn't interview the fluffers, okay. but that's a new that's goal. That's a whole other show. That's right a new there. goal. It's a different that's, show. That's, that's a whole Completely other show. Completely different show. And I appreciate, you know, Dr. Kiriskia's professionalism with not participating in that whole segment. <laughs> no, but there is a big part to it, um, which is when you change, when there's a change in your bodily function, whatever it is, you do need to check medical advice. It may have been a simple change in the diet. But there's some things that could be going on with a man, especially as you get older, that may cause this. So you want to have checked out, you know, you could have prostatitis, for example, or, you know, you could have some other issues going on. What is prostatitis? You could have an inflammation in your prostate, and that could be, you know, basically it's an infection. Um, and sometimes it's hard sort to treat. Is that the man? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that <laughs> is uh, one way we sometimes diagnose it. Or is uh, that like a cough cough type of thing? No, it's not. That's for the hernia. But um, do you think there's a need yeah. for that bumper sticker? Men, it's okay to bend over. Do you think that would lead to healthier huh? men? We're actually moving away from that test now. We don't do it as often as it used to be done. The now there's other checking. ways, yeah, like for prostate cancer, there's easier ways to check it. However, again, Changing something like that could be a subtle sign, so you do need to be checked out. So you do need to get checked out. So that yes, that's the important thing. Yes, send your husband. Actually, don't send him to the doctor's. Girl, you need to go with him. Yeah, take because him. you know he might go out and get ice cream. Make or him play with it. Yeah, may, may, like like chain him up like by his neck and drag him. Right. <laughs> no. Well, that'll be a whole other medical <laughs> okay. interview. Okay. <laughs> when he comes in on his leash. <laughs> okay, that's like okay. Different okay. type of doctor. We have one. Right. We have time for one more question. Okay, this is from a concerned husband. Okay, my wife never wants to have sex anymore. She used to be very sexually active before we got together. One of the things that attracted me most to her was that she was very forward with her sexual desire and she was always open to trying new things. But for the past five years or so, her sexual drive has declined and now she just totally doesn't want to have sex anymore at all. What's wrong with her? What type of doctor do I need to send her to? 
So, okay, I have the I'll... answer. Before you start diagnosing mm. your wife, ask yourself, when's the last time you romanced her? When's the last time that she had a day off? First thing you need to understand is that women's brains function very differently from men's, whereas men, the corpus callosum or the thing in their brain that carries thoughts, it can only handle one at a time. Whereas women's, ours is much wider, so we can actually handle multiple thoughts at a time. So if we're stressed out or we're concerned about work or we're concerned about the kids or the house is dirty, we don't have time for sex. We're too, we're too busy thinking about that. And the other thing is men have much higher levels of testosterone than women do. So think about it. A man can think about only one thing at a time and has a much higher le level of testosterone. And that's as aggressive. So he's thinking about, let's, let's do it. Women, our testosterone levels fluctuate. Most of the time, they're pretty low. Right before, during, or after our menstrual cycle, they actually rise, which is why women tend to want sex more during those times. So A, ask yourself, when's the last time you've romanced her? You've gotten the house taken care of. You've made sure she's relaxed. You've taken her away. You've reinforced how wonderful she is. And two, when she has her menstrual cycle, when's the last time you've really tried to put some effort in and get it on? So once you try those two things, then you can work on diagnosing your wife. Yeah, because there's, there's nothing worse than like, you know, you flip them over and tweak your nipple and try to stick it right in. Like, and I think, I mean, the way, the way this was written, what's wrong with her? What right. type of doctor do I have to send it to? So yes, now after all of those things, if that doesn't work, then there could, low sexual desire is very, very Communication, common. right? Communication. Communication Sounds like you're key. saying, hey, talk to her. Talk to her first, mm. figure it out, and do what you did to get her in the first place and see if that revamps it. Two weeks ago, we saw a lady, while she's in the exam room, her husband's calling her to make sure that she's telling us about this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was basically what she came in But he in didn't for. have the time to go. Um, but, mm. I mean, it's really interesting. So, I mean, I agree with you, right? So this mm -hmm. was somebody that was really stressed, had two kids recently, a lot of hard time at work, a lot of things are going in her life, so that was likely it. But again, like I said, 90% of the time, it's not due to medical causes, it's due to other things. There but there's go. a couple of things that we do wanna check just to make sure, but it's true. I mean, oftentimes it is non-medical. It is, there's lots of things that the men needs to be more attuned to that the lady it could be problems at work, it could be other issues, it could be husband right. not paying any attention to her. Um, and those are the things that we're not good at. We're good at checking that blood test to make sure you don't have <laughs> high blood sugar. We're not good about, Right, they're know. good at doing one, one thing at a time, see? Okay, uh, um, point taken. No, but this was a great show. Um, I hope that everybody learned a lot. You know, Sex in South Beach for all about the education. And all we want is for you to have worry-free sex that is wonderful and wrapped up. All right, we got that. Thank you. <laughs> got it. Thank, thank you, Dr. Karaskio. Always a pleasure. And Dr. Karaskio. Dr. Karaskio. Doctor, and doctor. thank you, the beautiful Holly Pino. Thank you. I'm gonna see you at your show yes, on Friday. You're gonna come and Shameless do some stuff for, for us, right? Oh yeah, gonna I'm gonna do some stuff at the first show. That's right. She's show, actually gonna come so, to yes. the show. I'm yes. there. Last Friday I'm of every month. <laughs> Yay! Last Not Friday of every month. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. This is Sex in South Beach. Ciao. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things. I
Come on, come on, come on. 